Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Adam versus the Man. We got so much bad news to cover today. Why am I smiling? Mm. Why am I, we're always smiling at some point. You have Adam to smile. Man. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, we got we got another military suicides story. But you know what's funny? There's a lot of Russia behind this story. Um, it's it, actually there's there's a really we're gonna, Jim is going to have to be on his toes today. We've got some like interesting way things we're going to be doing with the links. We got we got some gay shit to talk about. Actually, it's a NFL player from yesterday. Uh, was it uh, Carl Nassib? I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Coming out very classy. Like I think it was awesome. It was perfect. Like the way that he did it was great. But then you know you see there there's there's still some some gay shit out there. There's still some issues with how society where we are. Uh, as, as far as we've come and, and and politically and in terms of like persecution and violence and things like that, uh, humanity's come a long way in dealing with the gays. Uh, but it's it's not over yet. Those of us who believe in in in, in justice and sexual openness and all like there's and so that's why like him coming out in the NFL is a big deal. There's still a lot of people who have hangups about homosexuality because they have about their own sexuality. Don't tell them that or they'll get embarrassed. All right. Uh, <laughs> really speaking of which, a kid we know, right, you know, who might be by virtue of, of their youth only, you know, it, it's it's something like you grow out of. Like it's, it's normal when you're going through puberty and discovering sexuality to be like, oh, gay, that's a thing. Ugh. And then go, oh, sexuality is full of us. And like, ah, uh, we're all we all have our own things we like and don't like. I'm like, that's okay. And then you go, ah, I'm at peace. And the thing is, <laughs> the reason we're still behind, most adults never fucking grew up that way. I mean, most like, and, and I can't say I'm perfect. Like, I'm 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 very much pointing the finger at myself here. But like, I I am very aware that I grew up in a sexually stifled society is that a cult like a culture like even by even by human historical standards there have been other cultures that have had uh, healthier and more open attitudes towards sex than Absolutely. modern America. well i say i say america well america and the world with the internet is getting better like this is almost like a, a good news friday topic now but uh <laughs> like the, yeah we'll start with some good news about sex like just look look at the bigger picture as we are tied together with the internet technology awareness the fact that you can find any kind of porn you want with a click of a button it, you didn't know that yeah that's there's that's, porn that's, everywhere that's it's how the internet works um but uh that you know and it's funny I'm, some of the sex stories today that like we've got we've got a couple of sex stories in our covid block condoms in tokyo more sex advice from the government of the city of New York. Yeah. Yeah, glory holes. And uh, the, 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 the talking about this is the slutty summer I coming out of COVID. The and it's like... Sluttiness, like, like, like the summer love, the summer of slut. I love that. Take it's, that. Uh, it's, slut is not... No, a no, 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 no. I'm not, oh, I'm not, I don't care about the word. I'm not objecting to the word. I'm objecting to... The, the the dynamic i'm just looking at the dynamic as a whole and being like okay but it's a response to the shutdowns don't forget that and they're still advising people in new york to have sex without face-to-face -face contact I, it's just not something that i'm ever going to be interested what? in doing well no i mean to me this is it's, it's, I, I i wonder if i can blame government for this but like 
I'm I'm not turned on by talking about sex in the news anymore. <laughs> it's like, uh, is, am I old? Is it just blase? Like, I I think that well, one, some of the things I've read too about I, the the younger generation, not not us, not us, the millennials, but like the twenty unders, is that uh, and, and even younger millennials, they're having less sex, even though it's more available to them, even though they're more enlightened. I think eventually. I, I, I think there's there's a there's a sort of point at which enlightenment leads to more sex, more healthy sex, more sexual openness, more se- and then, then and that was the sexual revolution in the sixties that was interrupted, or that was a surge forward like that needs that 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 uh, still has some you know work to do on the the way it was going. Well, and then uh, mining. Mr. Javier, like government. <laughs> Lol, government be like, just hit it from the back. No, lol, government's just like, just use one of our officially sponsored glory holes. Well, no, uh, I, I want to say silver lining. We're talking about glory holes on a public level, like that's that actually, was, yeah, that's thing. a big thing, like, and that's a big deal, like that that could yeah. prevent date rape. Like now, now, if if you know, think about it, if you know that yeah, I, you want to get your sexual health and overall prevents unhealthy sexual Absolutely. activity and glory rape. So Absolutely. glad we're talking about. I'm not going to give glory holes credit. For for the it's for, for, for combating rape, <laughs> but okay, okay, yeah. Uh, so the the progress we're going through now is is going to lead to more healthy sex, and so like that as a part of what's happening post COVID, I'm like, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a ref- but it's it's not really a good thing in and of itself. Oh, we we stopped having sex to a large degree for a year because government told us. And then, and then we we had this irresponsible surge. Um, but is it irresponsible? I don't know. We'll see. Um, I was going somewhere else with that. Anyway, oh, that there's going to be finally a next level of sexual enlightenment that will lead to less sex. And I think that's already kind of a thing with uh, the 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 younger millennials and the 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 uh, Zers uh, coming up. After them, where they just don't, need it. where they're just like, well, we got video games, we got porn, you know, there's the the MGTOW trend, and like men's sex, like men is the pursuers, the initiators in in sexual relations and romantic relations generally, you know, you you gotta you gotta you want a healthy sexual, you gotta make sure men's desire stays up, right? Like, you gotta make sure the the, the flip side is women's receptiveness stays oh, yes. up. Yes, right? but a lot of a lot of men's desire in modern societies. This is the uh, MGTOW and the you know the, the men's rights movement outgrowth from the Red Pill documentary and, and all that. And and it's sort of like no, it, it's not that we don't need or want women. It's that in our it, for for men who go like top level MGTOW, it's I have no romantic or sexual need for actual women in my life. It, it, like porn and you know dealing with women as friends or business acquaintances or or whatever like that's fine but Otherwise, sex romance with a woman like no nah, fuck that and it's not they're not gay at all they, they might be more prone to that position because of an inherently low sex drive being low on that spectrum sure but it's uh, a sort of poisoning of the well and part of that is you know, there's the positive dynamic about becoming more sexually real, but then there's also transcending physicality in the long run. I don't think humanity is anywhere near this, but, you know, when we upload our brains into robots, Joey, 
we're not going to be having robot sex. Um, that's that's what I'm getting at. Okay, at that at that level. But no, we've got we've got like a few generations to go before we even get to you know in our crude animal state, a healthy state of uh, you know attitude and, and <laughs> sexual health practice. Okay. And before we get to producers' notes, I have one other thing I want to do in the intro before we get to our co-host. And also with us today is uh, from my Twitter. Because uh, I, I, we've been trying for for about a week now to uh, to get someone to debate vaccines, and I want the subject to be: Should I, Adam Kokesh, get a vaccine? And I'm willing to look at that objectively, intellectually, and moderate a fair debate. I think a two-on-two would be awesome for this, but. Uh, we couldn't get anyone to take the pro vaccine position on the show. Crazy. An in debate format. You would think all the people I know who would take the pro vaccine uh, side here have blocked me on Facebook or I would like uh, to reach out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been ostracized. And yeah, I mean, is your position on the vaccine the same as mine or is it? Get it if you want it. I'm just. Vaccine, look, I'm, I. Synthetic drugs in my body have historically never gotten so, a lot so, But they've so blocked I, you on other things, too, over the last couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> taxation and, you know, all these all these things where they say liberty. Well, the the newest one I got is... Yeah, There's an inherent dishonesty in, in among liberals who do issue activism, and I know this from the anti-war experience where, like, because I was a veteran, they couldn't push me out. I was more valuable to them. It's, oh, yeah, well, he's a veteran. He's, he's, he's a crazy libertarian making his way from Republican to liberal. And it's like, no, I'm a libertarian. <laughs> um, just moderate libertarian to, to actual libertarian. Uh, and with the Iraq Veterans Against the War organization, we had three objectives. It was end the war, support the troops when they get home, and reparations for the Iraqis. And we were pretty good about like saying true that other anti-war movements, liberals didn't have that commitment to limiting scope. And it's like what I'm seeing with you in the cannabis activism community. Yeah. Oh, we said we were pro-cannabis, but we're really ideologically motivated. We can't we but can't separate those things with integrity. Like as a libertarian, I can sever I can work with anybody on any issue and say you know, uh, what are the limits of me? You know, let's agree. What are the limits of me representing my ideology here? You know, and so for Iraq Veterans Against the War, it was like anytime I'm speaking on behalf, I'm speaking. It has, you know, it, I'm, I made the voluntary commitment that it's in the service of those three goals. You know, if I say, well, it's because of my libertarian values and bring that in, that's fine. That was, we, we established in our organizational culture, that was okay. Um, but I think it was only because I was valuable as an anti-war veteran to the movement, and you know, being inclusive. They, you know, called me the conservative guy sometimes, and I was like, no, no, no. It's, it's just, hard for a lot of left. Are you are, their, are are you an idiot? Or are you just p- pulling petty deceptive shit? And for a lot of people, it's petty deceptive shit. Yeah. But you feel like that's the cannabis community too. They're like, no, we're ideological. Not not on a whole, uh, but the big groups, absolutely. The grassroots organizations, they don't care. The, the grassroots groups, which are very small and very underfunded, can put aside their differences and say, yeah, I don't care what you do. You deserve cannabis. You shouldn't be put in the cage for it, sure. no matter what, period. Yeah. Uh, but the big groups, 
There's you know, money. There's money. About, well, a lot of them are funded by the same people. Yeah, when you start talking party, about right? cannabis patients uh, in regards to gun rights, they don't want to touch that one, although they claim to care about the patient's rights. So that should include all of their rights. And it simply yeah. doesn't in a lot of cases, unfortunately. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I hadn't really thought, because with all the, the LP drama that's coming up, and, you know, um, there's still stuff shaking out uh, in Libertarian Party national leadership. Um, it's uh i mean I, i'm watching this stuff on twitter and i'm like i want to respond i want to respond you know like uh I, I i think about the differences between the grassroots of the democrats and, and the and the national leadership and the uh grassroots republicans and the national leadership and my own bias says, well, they're both, they're both more libertarian. And it's like, yeah, but let's look at the nature of that corruption and see like this, how does that apply to the, uh, to, to the libertarian party? Does our national leadership, I think our national leadership is more just shot full of FBI implants and infiltrators. Point, yeah. 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 All right. Um, so now that we've gone back to that bad news, you can move into it. <laughs> Yeah, this is interesting because now I have people. Well, so what I wanted to get to, because like I, I, I'm not even going to talk about what I posted about the LP drama, but uh, I posted I've been calling for a debate on COVID vaccines for Adam versus the man, uh, on YouTube with 250k subs plus other platforms, and while several several credible candidates have stepped up to speak against. We can't find a single one who will debate in favor of me getting the jab. Any takers? There weren't even any suggestions. And I don't know. I my shadow banning on on Twitter is weird. It's more. It seems more erratic. Like on on YouTube, it's it's just Pretty flat. Um, you know. Uh, by the way, I, I, this is sorry. This is weird. I know I'm our our great co-host is getting comments up, and we have stories waiting, and I have all this other shit on my mind today. Uh, but I, I'm going to do another quick sidebar here. Um, friend of mine just died. Uh, in Arvada, Colorado, John Hurley, Johnny, uh, who I met through We Are Change Colorado, and. This is something uh, our, our mutual friend, Kenny, the anarchist chef, Palorantano, brought to my attention yesterday. And I wasn't going to cover this because it's kind of like it, it's a minor story if you take it at face value. Yeah. And it, it's still oh, he's 40 years old. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but he's still. Let me see. What I want to look at these messages. When did he send, send me this? Was it yesterday? Yesterday. So yesterday, our friend Kenny, man, he's wearing fucking A. My friend Johnny here is wearing the We Are Change Colorado shirt that I have. That's one of my, my work shirts here in this picture. Um, you know, uh, sorry, viewers and our laws. Yeah, you know, he was he was an activist. Um, and this is really fucking suspicious. And at first, I took it at face value. The uh, the headline 
from kdvr.com news local he is a true hero arvada police chief praises samaritan killed in old town shooting samaritan killed in old so he was just a stander by so we're talking about old town arvada Early 40 of Golden was killed in Old Town on Monday when a gunman opened fire. Officer Gordon Beasley was also killed along with the shooter. Three bodies all involved in this. No survivors. No surviving shooters, actors, players as we know. Shooter died, cop died. Good Samaritan, my friend died. According to the state, according to, oh, sorry, this is straight, Arvada Police Chief Link Straight, Hurley likely disruptive could have been a larger loss of life. One of Hurley's friends said Hurley would give the shirt off his back to anyone who needed it and described him as an everyman who would work more than 100 hours a week as a caterer. And and that's, that's my experience with him. Great dude, just very kind, always, yeah, that, you know what I'm saying? Very believable story for you know for his friends to go, oh yeah, his family, oh yeah, he died a hero. Let's just accept that. One of Hurley's friends said earlier, yeah, sorry. Um, Cody Souls, who went to high school with Hurley, said he would want to be known for being outspoken and doing difficult things. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, he seemed like he would stand up for somebody if there was something going on. This is why he was a We Are Change activist. Fox 31 has a team of reporters working to learn more about Hurley's heroics and his life before it came to a tragic end. Check back for updates as they become available. And, uh, of course, donations for Officer Beasley's family and funeral expenses can be made through the Colorado Fallen Hero Foundation website. And the follow-up story, another one we found, slang is from uh, NBCNews.com. Slain Colorado officer was ambushed. Police chief says the police chief in Nevada said the suspect targeted the officer, but few new details in Monday's shooting were released. And they already have people lying in the street with flags during a procession in honor of an officer who was fatally shot. That's the caption on the photo with this story. And so they're saying of someone who uh, didn't like police officers, how, how did they do What, what were the words? Um, they used there were maybe they took these these stories like it's weird now, now that i've i've been watching i've been reading the news more on like a 24-hour basis um drudge report today had a headline this morning when i went to go take a shit at 3 30 in the morning harrison ford loses his shit at signature event and flips out on fans and then it's replaced by a headline Harrison Ford injures shoulder in stunt for new Indiana Jones movie. And you're like, you did that drudge and someone paid you to change it. Like Harrison Ford or the studio. There's, there's just uh, how many hundreds of millions of dollars potentially tied up around a new Indiana Jones movie. So much dishonest media, so much bullshit. And I hate to use that example. It's just a, a really poignant example that hit me from this morning off the top of my head. Because then I look at this story like, 
Oh, so you're taking, well, well, we're, yeah, we're, we know we're shortchanging the guy who's not a cop in this story, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get updates and see, there's another one here. Let's see if we can load this other story about it. But in one of the stories, they said that the shooter was someone who, who didn't like cops. I forget how they said it. It was, it was interesting. Oh, here it is. Uh, Arata. Police Chief Link Strait said at a Tuesday news conference, Officer Beasley was ambushed by a person who expressed hatred of police officers. Now, I, I have to wonder what, what kind of cover-up is going on. I mean, you have to. Like, I, it, 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 it's ignorant, negligent to not go what's being covered up when there's a shooting like this, if they're saying, oh, yes, we have a civilian bystander hero, we have a dead cop, we have a dead shooter, and, uh, you know, we're not even going to tell, like, just, I mean, it's one thing if they say, well, there's stuff we're investigating we can't tell you about. But there's three dead bodies, you can't tell us, like, how they landed. Um, so apparently, uh, so I, I don't. I don't think Kenny minds me sharing this. Um, I, I'm not going to say. Oh, I'll, I'll leave out some specifics about. What, no, no. But I'm going to. I'm going to leave out some of this. Oh, this is this. I'm about to wrap this up. Okay. Um, Kenny said that there are people uh, hounding the cops for the details. That's good. The community in Colorado is on this, uh, but. There are people close to the story who believe it was the cop that shot Johnny. And you go, yeah. I mean, what's it? What's I mean? I'm thinking from like a security perspective, like what scenario has to take place for all three of them to die. where the cop gets ambushed by the person who has expressed a hatred for cops. I'm sorry, but if you've never expressed hatred for cops, you don't live in America. You're not, you don't have a fucking soul. So like those kinds of accusations don't carry a lot of water for me. Hmm. Guy ambushes cop, shoots cop, Hurley intervenes, gets shot by accident, attacker shoots himself. Cop shot him and he bled out. I mean, there's a multiple options where Hurley, the good Samaritan, jumps in the middle. But and you go to the far side of, of what's all you go to, you go to, you want to go with that unlikely of a possibility. It's just as unlikely. They just fucking murdered him in daylight and wanted to cover it up and figured out a way. And maybe the uh, the guy who got killed, the other gunman, who they can I mean they can they can look at it. Anybody's social media posts back to as long as you've been on social media. If you ever had a bad run in a cop with the cops and expressed hatred for the police, everybody, everybody. any, any, if we let them get away with, and we will, unfortunately, society, they do it because we society will let them get away with it. We, we let them say that 
This is the person who has expressed hatred for police. They know that. They've done the background research on the shooter. And they've released that. They've demonized him. They've set this up in the public eye. And they haven't released any details about the shooting itself other than three bodies. Michael Gaspar sounds so much like a good, a bad, and an ugly storyline. Yeah. Those, those movie plots are much more rare in real life than the movies would have you think. You want to see what's real and likely to happen in, 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 in reality? Go read the Wikipedia article on FBI scandals. You see what policing in America could really look like. So, all right. With that, uh, sorry to have to, to to share that that bad news, but I, I had to get on the record at least that this isn't what it seems. If you're in Arvada, Colorado, if you're if you're anywhere near Arvada, Colorado, please join the uh, the push to get this information about the uh, the Johnny Hurley shooting. With that, Jim, producer notes. What's going on? That's crazy. That's uh, interesting. I had no idea of any of that. Uh, you won't find those notes in the show notes for the show because that one wasn't planned. That was a completely uh, unplanned uh, informational segment there. But t.me forward slash Adam versus Samantha does have show notes for everything we are about to cover today. Uh, one thing I wanted to remind everybody about, whoops, I did that. <laughs> One thing I wanted to remind everybody about is that we are now streaming on Twitch. It's a gaming platform is what I used to think of it as, but apparently now it's a, uh, it's streaming for everything. So we're on Twitch. We got one regular loyal follower on Twitch. So thank you to whoever that mysterious person is. You're an outstanding human being. Keep watching on Twitch. Everyone else can find their way there if YouTube is giving you a problem with the big three. Uh, anyways, we got patreon.com forward slash Adam versus Saman. That's where you can go to support the show at different levels. We got one. We got five. We got $10 a month. Uh, my pages aren't showing. I got a lot of links up here. So my computer, you're going to have to bear with me. Instagram at the Garden of Freedom. That one will pull up. So that's good. That's got plenty of pictures and videos for you to check out everything that's going on up there in Gardenia at the Garden of Freedom. It's a super easy handle to find on Instagram, so definitely check that out and uh, please your eyes with the pictures and videos. TheCrypto6.com uh, still has all the information you need and the links are still up and good, so you can write to the person that's still in the cage or you can donate uh, through the cryptocurrency QR codes you see on screen uh, to get them some legal help and everything that they need uh, for the crypto six the bitcoin church that was rated up there and gogreenenergyonline.com is the website that we send everyone to that wants to learn more about solar power micro wind power or zero energy homes this is uh for do-it-yourselfers that want to educate themselves on those things the best website is gogreenenergyonline.com perfect hey so uh i don't know something every time you do graphic stuff now uh StreamYard keeps freezing my video. Right. I'm going to send another notification to them. But anyway, uh, let's get Ant on screen here. But while while he's coming up, I got a follow up here uh, on this story that I just uh, just to finish talking about uh, the Johnny Hurley 
shooting. Uh, they said that the shooter. There's there's so many contradictions in the in the cop story already. Um, Ronald Troika, Troy K E Troika, age 59 of Arvada was identified Tuesday by the Jefferson County Coroner's Office as the suspect who died in the incident. And you go, wait a second. Do 59-year-old men who don't like the cops suddenly decide to ambush and murder one and do so in such a clumsy ways to get themselves shot? Like, you just... Young, crazy, schizophrenic dude? Yeah? that that That's believable. 59-year-old? No. And they're saying here in, in, in the narrative, police responded to a call of disturbance at Old Town Square in a historic district near a library around 1.15 p.m., and 15 minutes later, the department received 911 calls that shots were fired and an officer was struck. Now, they're going to have to really spin some crazy story if they're going to try to bring these together and not say, oh, we were mistaken again. Oh, yeah, because we lied about that again. Um, but there was an incident. Maybe that's where Hurley intervened with the shooter. But even then, like school shooters, random, like the mass shooters... And you want to blame whites? Sure, it's a white-dominated phenomenon in America. It's also a male-dominated phenomenon in America. There's also a young white male-dominated phenomenon. And the old part and the storyline here, and he, like, 59-year-old dude decides to go on a shooting rampage. This isn't how it plays out. No. And this, I mean, am I crazy? I don't, I, there's a friend of mine who was a 9-11 truther activist i think in the, in the early part of his career and uh i think it would be a great disservice to him to not at least subject the official narrative of his death to scrutiny yeah see it doesn't make any sense to me you already had somebody commenting that uh you know he shot the shooter and the cop shot him which seems a lot more plausible the cops aren't going to take responsibility for for anything because it's more paperwork right if they say oh well he was you know a casualty of of crossfire, you know, they're not even going to do that. Like, oh, the shooter killed him while he was trying to help us, but we didn't do it. It wasn't us. That way, the person that that's dead takes the blame, and there's less paperwork. I mean, no, that's that doesn't, that's, doesn't change. I think that's the most likely story. I mean, I have to consider the more nefarious ones, but it could be just cops the way they're programmed and poorly trained and clumsy and misincentivized and the way that gun laws are in America, it, it, it's not surprising that if there was a shooter and Hurley was legally armed and intervened and shot somebody who was about to go on a rampage and the cop misidentified him, the Good Samaritan intervention as the uh, uh, initial criminal and then shot him by mistake, uh, maybe the shooter had already killed the cop, right? And then yeah. second cop on the scene kills Hurley. And and then they have to cover up that. And it's that much more ugly because, oh, you killed the good guy? You just saved all these lives. Something's fucking wrong with you. And, and, and to twist the narrative just that much to escape that bad narrative might be all they're doing. I, if there's, I mean, I, if I, I just hope there's one honest person on, this uh, you know special critical incident response team investigation uh, going on, and 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 they're they're able to either not, you know not just determine what actually happened, but to what extent there was a cover up, and 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 hold those 
responsible account for it. And see, as a as a gun carrier, that's one of my my big worries is that the day that I have to use my weapon to defend myself or somebody else, the police show up, see me with a gun in my hand, holding somebody down, or after have just eliminated a threat, and then without and thinking, they did, yeah. boom, now I'm dead, and all I'm doing is trying to save lives. And it's it's one of those things that it's a very real threat. It's a very real thing. And I guarantee it's probably happen. It probably happens every day. We don't hear about it. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy one for cops to cover up too. And this seems like a textbook way of covering it up. It's like, Oh, let's call the victim, the good Samaritan. Let's call him the hero and give him that. So, you know, at least there's less incentive to fight us on this story. I, I have to say, maybe this is, this is something that I take a little comfort in. Being a felon, that you know, all I can have is uh, is pepper spray, or a taser, and, and and a knife, and I usually carry pepper spray and a knife of some kind, um, and I have to adjust tactically to that. And it, you know, in, in most interventions, I hope as a concealed carrier, you also carry something to escalate force. And if you could, if, you know, if you could escalate without drawing, you would be really you have a strong incentive not to just from you not just from the, the actual natural law perspective of let's let's preserve life, let's not be any more destructive than we have to be. If, uh, if but also by, I'm not, not I don't want to use the gun. Sorry? So if you convince me to pull my weapon, it's, I mean, I, I, I'm all about peace and everybody and, and life. And escalation. if I have to pull my weapon, it, I'm going to use it if you get me to that point. But that'll be my absolute last resort is just do something like that and that's literally to protect immediate life you know for me or my family and i don't even know if i would venture out too far to save some stranger's life i'd like to think that maybe i would but i don't know if i'd pull my gun on it if i didn't have to if i didn't think that my family was also in danger it'd be one of those things like well you know and it's just selfish but it's like oh, not my problem i'm gonna go take my family to safety and you know <laughs> i'd rather Think about the safety of my family before I'm going to try to play hero. Yeah. You know? so Kevin Lewis on YouTube wants to know uh, if you can carry bows and arrows. Is that as a felon? I'm actually allowed to carry guns, just not firearms, because firearm is the legally designated term. Muskets. So I'm allowed to carry. No, I, and I've seen felons do this. I haven't, you know, and I've I've considered it. I mean, if if someone showed me the law and I researched it and considered the liability. Um, I'm allowed to carry a black powder revolver, which functions like a normal revolver. Um, I think there's, I think there's a limitation in that, like once you fired your six shots, it's not as easy to reload as the conventional revolver. It might be, I, I forget what the, what it is that makes it a black powder revolver and then not a firearm. But also for some dumb, dumb legal loophole, um, I think it's fire. Or it, someone's only someone look me up, uh, look, look me up on this. I mean, it almost doesn't matter because I. I prefer the liability of not playing with guns at this point um, for myself, but that it's, if it's pre 1890, it's not legally a firearm and there's still some functional shotguns from that era. Yeah. Kevin Lewis from uh, YouTube's it shall not be infringed is for all felons as well, which I agree with him. It doesn't say anything in the second amendment that says, unless you've committed a crime that we don't agree with, doesn't say that in there. You should still have the right to protect yourself with a firearm according to the second amendment. Okay, so Neil Rademacher, one of my one of my fellow activist independent media friends, is saying you can have as a felon, you can have preloaded cylinders to change them out. I know you can do that on a conventional revolver, but I guess you still can within the realm of it being a black powder revolver. 
And and as for being, you know, anybody, you know, should be able to defend themselves in public how they see fit, um, at least on your own property. I can understand saying, like, you know, you're a liability or a felon, you know, and, and of course, selling drugs does not make you a danger to society. It's a service to society. But um, someone who's actually a violent felon, you know, in fact, government does a really shitty job of accounting for violence. Like, you know, people who you get away with petty shoving fistfights and assaults all the time. And you can't hold there. There's a class of people in the world right now in America because there's this legal layer of petty assaults that you can just kind of escape accountability for. Like you like bar fights. I mean, bad example, but like because there's sort of mutual combat consent in a lot of those. Um, but. For, for even how we deal with mugging or home invasions. But even like, like I've been assaulted at protests in front of cops and cops go, no, I can't, no, no. Look, just yeah, domestic violence victim out there. Yeah, they don't do anything. What, what, what are the one cop in DC call you, Koketh? It's like, that's just that, that's just that Adam Koketh guy. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Ant, you have a comment contest today? Yeah, a little bit more lighthearted than everyone getting shot to death. Um, so I woke up with a sour stomach. Uh, so uh, natural remedies or remedies to make yourself feel better without pot, but wrong answers only. I just want the wrong answers. Things that I can do to make my stomach feel better, but just the wrong answers. Let's see what we can come up with. Snake oil. Snake oil, yeah. The, lots of whiskey. So, again, I posted this and um, – uh, I'm, I'm looking at my Twitter right now, live during the show, because I'm I I, I tag all these people. Like I'm genuinely trying to get anyone on the show who will debate pro the pro vaccine position. Um, and and I'm I'm even lowering my standards. You don't have to debate if you if, if there's like and and I have I know people who are pro-vaccine. So I'm saying you don't even have to have any credentials. Make the case pro-vaccine, and I will do a polite, respectful interview and hear you make the case <laughs> on this show. And we don't have fucking anybody. And then my friend Jet and Bizme, hey, man, this isn't up for debate or discussion. Quit being selfish. Roll up your sleeve and take the damn shot like the rest of us. It's for the greater good. And he had me for a second. The next one, you know, I'm just kidding, right? <laughs> like, ah, uh, no, no, like, and it's fucking crazy. Uh, is this is this all we need for the debate? Like, no, the the pro vaccine position just doesn't stand up to any scrutiny, and that the 45 percent of Americans they claim, and this is how they claim, are fully vaccinated. And what, what what do you really believe on this? Let's see. Lamp shade queen best remedy is a vaccine. Good wrong answer. Um, is is there no like is there nobody who who's gonna do this? Who's gonna take the 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 pro vaccine position? Like it just it's mind boggling. I don't even take flu shots, so you can't. I, I don't even know how I would start the debate with you on it. Even playing devil's advocate. No, because, yeah. like, I've had family members advocating for this, and, and none of them would come on the show. Like, I've, I've offered. They're like, no. So, Ant, they say 45% still roughly of Americans 
are are vaccinated. How much do you think that number is exaggerated? That is exaggerated a lot. DW Vincent uh, on YouTube also has another one. Says I, I just oh, that's not the right one. I meant to share. Huh. Well, I was like, here. I'm sorry. Second domino is the one I went to share. He says use oxygen and magnesium to blow guts out on the toilet. <laughs> but no i think the um i i think it's highly exaggerated uh, if you look at I, so i commented on um joe biden's post where or his page where his facebook he has i don't know how many like nine million followers and then you look at donald trump he has like 88 million followers so i i posted you know how is this guy with nine million followers have you know, beat out a guy with 44 million followers, regardless of who you like. And somebody actually commented, well, it's not a popularity contest. Well, actually it is. The election is exactly a popularity contest, but I think there's largely a lot to the same. Their, their, their numbers or whatever they want their numbers to be. So if you look at the number of people, at least on social media that are anti-vax versus pro-vax, just those numbers alone show a disproportionate number against vaccines then, or at least the COVID vax then, pro vaccine. So I think there's definitely some exaggeration there. I think it's more of if we tell everybody that most people are doing it, then everybody else will get in line, rather they're not or they are. I I do want to say, though, like we're we're very biased by who we associate with. Let let me uh, Jim Freeman's like asking, would you like to have your your logic destroyed live on the Internet? No, because I mean, I mean, I I guess there is no logic behind it. And they get so defensive, too. It's not it's it's whenever I talk to somebody about that and and I never take a position of you shouldn't get it. I'll just well, have you considered that's why the celebrities go on. I got my vaccine and I'm proud. You're like, but but when you talk to people, they get very defensive about it. I don't think you can have a debate. They would just go right away. Oh, my God, you're attacking me and like take that. It's so emotional. It's so fear-based. It's very strange. Well, but there is. So I want to play devil's advocate, though, on behalf of this number of 45%. I, I do think it is somewhat exaggerated. Um, but, like, I have a, a cousin. I'm not going to say who. Uh, who's getting married in the Seattle area. And she's saying uh, vaccinated only at her wedding because that's the standard in Seattle. And it makes sense in Seattle and, and some sort of super liberal, obedient, um, you know, American cities that they would be at that level, but even then, they're not saying. I mean, let's, I mean, the national rate. We are we are into our COVID block because I've taken my COVID vitamins. But um, let's ask Google again: How many Americans have gotten vaccine? And then, how many in Seattle have gotten vaccine percent? Is this fun, guys? You guys, you guys like it when I don't just like read hardcore news and we do live research on the air and and get into figuring stuff out like this. Research Wednesday. I, I want to say, by the way, and you know, with all the numbers and shadow banning that that I've experienced with Adam versus the man, it's it's like having the the producers club, having the Patreon, having people like actually engage. Sometimes I go, "Are you guys the only ones watching? Is it like just these forty people in my producers club who give us ten dollars a month?" Like and and. It's enough. It's enough. You guys are awesome. Like it's, it's it's enough of a foundation. I don't look at the other numbers. I don't look at the comments. We produce a good show for people who care for it. Um, and, and, and however many people you know end up tuning in, I say that that's going to be on my control. And you're definitely being a shadow band. You know, we've had already people commenting. You know, like you have two hundred fifty-four thousand subs. How come only 
30 people are watching. Well, that is that is yeah. the algorithms that are the shadow ban. So when we refer to it being shadow ban, that's what we're talking about because most other streamers, when they have anywhere close to that number, whenever they come online, YouTube is going to monetize a little bit. You know, the, you, you're supposed to get a little bit, but YouTube does take their, their cut. So they're going to try to put that out there. That way they can flood it with ads. For example, after your show airs, you know, when you go to watch it, ads come on and that's how they pay for everything. So they're going to try to promote that. But right. they only do it with the people that meet their political agenda. And since we don't, they'll let you do it because they can claim, oh, look, we freedom of speech. We don't have you blocked. No, we just have you shadow banned where we're not letting our algorithms put your product out versus, you know, whoever. So, so production, YouTube run ads on our channel. Yeah. So production sidebar on that. We are, as we're reorganizing and Joey is still uh, getting things up to speed for everything she is, is capable of bringing to the table here. Uh, we are keeping that in mind and, and you know, we, we might do uh, more email based distribution. Uh, would you guys like an app? Like an anniversary of the man yeah, app that's like that, that way, you know, you go, hey, I'm going to be an anniversary of the man listener. When he goes live, we get a push notification from the yeah, app. That way we don't rely on the algorithms. It's, it's kind of the basic. No, it's not. Not, no. not these days. No. Okay. Simple apps like that. A few hundred dollars, relatively straightforward, easy to program. Well, um, you know, and the other way to help beat those algorithms is everybody likes and shares. Because if you get so many likes, so many shares on your page then the algorithms start kind of glitching out and they start letting more and more in. So I, I don't know what the actual number is, but for like every normal, normally every like gets you like an upvote, but it, when right. you're a shadow band, it takes like 20 likes to get that same upvote. Uh, and I, don't, I, I, I hate uh, asking for volunteers to, to help with stuff like that when I'm not sure that their time is being optimally used. And and that's one of those examples where it's like, if we're fighting a 20 to one ratio because I got a strike on my account, because I said something about uh, that, that the CDC hadn't figured out yet <laughs> as it, as it turns out, um, that, that I, but we want to build, so we're in the, we're in the, I mean, we want, we want a social media volunteer team eventually, you know, and Joey's working towards organizing that. If anybody in the producers club, especially wants to step up and help with that, we're finally at the point with Joey and me organized at the, the, the big picture level to say your efforts are, are well used here, but we still want to get to that next level. And we don't know because you know, we got a quarter million subs on YouTube and it's been like flat for what, six years? Like I got up to 250 and then they go, no, you can't get any bigger than that. And, you know, what do we do to organize around that? Where can we like being on Twitch? Okay, cool. Like, but are they not going to censor us? We don't know. So maybe. real hard on copyright. So they're going to get you at some point. So second domino says he thinks having over 50% engagement is key. Well, that yeah. that involves all of our. By what standard? Where on what platform? You know, of likes, of shares, of comments, and like, I don't want to play that fucking game. And I would hate to ask good volunteers to 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 engage in the kind of head banging against the wall frustration that we've experienced over the last ten years doing this show. Until we get the right model outside of this. It could be an app with push notifications where doesn't matter what platform is carrying the live stream, tune in wherever you like, or if we get banned on one, the app is still giving you a push notification that says we're on another platform now. 
I mean, are, are we at that point? Is it, do we have, it's weird. It's hard to, I, when I had the critical mass of support to do this stuff very easily, we didn't need to because we were growing. And then we got all, now it's like, fuck, now we need to do this. We don't have any income from YouTube. We don't, you know, we're, we're building up slowly with Patreon. Have you thought about launching a website? Like, see, yeah, that's that, right here at the bottom. Back look, look down here. We're working on that's Today, actually, today we're going to get adamversusaman.com. Complete. Yeah, yeah. There is a website, um, and even there, like if you're trying to port from YouTube, so that like I, we want to direct people there more. If, if we had a way, really only, only, only if we're directing internet traffic to promote versus man, it goes to adversesman.com. And right now, there are structural limitations to the way the internet works and the way these uh, broadcast platforms work where it's not as simple as we want this here on the website and it's here on the website and it's here on the website. When you're shadow banned and feet facing all these, these hurdles, even just getting put into the website. Um, I mean, right now the team is me and Joey with little help from our friend, Ted Metz in, in Georgia. So, um, you know, it's, it's not like we have healthy disrespects asking why we don't budget. stream on the website and, and we, we we're supposed to, no, but YouTube is, no, YouTube. So YouTube is supposed to be able to port that player that's on the website right now is supposed to play our most current video on YouTube, which should be our stream video. So if you were fetched Adam versus the man, but it's, it doesn't work that way. And it's now it's a YouTube limitation where it, it's not, you would have to have, HTML and you have to have a staff to work around. Like, yeah, it's doable. We don't have a staff. We have a team of four partner core team volunteers. That, and then we have our co-host team. And, and, and we to, have our producers club. And that's it. It takes tens and dozens of man hours to, to finish yeah. the website. Yeah, right now. Um, so we had some large benefactor sponsor. But. Yeah. No, yeah, that should have refreshed even, by now. It doesn't even say click for live shows. So the widget you yeah. have in there is weird. And we that's what we've been that's what we've been battling. That's what so some, trial some, and error, yeah, we'll get there. Some benefit like we we hey, we're just hoping to get to the point of getting like an intern out here. And see uh, again. We have BitChute. Bitshoot is not technically reliable yet. Bitshoot is glitchy, it doesn't do live streams. It's still in infancy stages, I think. And it doesn't do live stream, so that's not going to help us in terms of the daily broadcast. We put clips up BitChute. Adam versus the man is absolutely on BitChute. Go check it out. Odyssey, Twitch, yeah. uh, Rumble. Yeah. I've got us virtually everywhere. And we're actually going to pare down to be able to focus with, with the new strategy and be using all the platforms. Yeah, a lot of things we're focusing on, but we need to we figure had to, We had to figure this out, and this is, this is a just joey coming in taking charge of this and by the way it was ant as volunteer i should point out who stepped up for that big chore yeah, do you think? uh in in part of our our survey of of sites and setting it up and it's it's a process but hey if anybody wants to give us more on patreon it, it this is the kind of stuff it goes to to let to, to empower the show to do more i'm really happy with the core product that we're doing two hours live five days a week with jim executive producing with our rotating cast of co-hosts with Jay Nygaard on Fridays and, you know, Good News Fridays. I'm, I'm very happy with it. More money into development for the show would be uh, better content as well. But if we just get it, like, we have, we have, if we get intern to come, you know, we have places for them to live out here. Um, and stay. Um, if you guys are interested, emails. 
would be nice to be able to be able to offer a paid intern or at least it'd be nice to have the money to feed our interns. Well, the interns work better when you feed them like two or three times a day, right? McDonald's and and microwave frozen burritos. (laughs) Yeah, no, we have an abundance of food. I'm definitely joking on that. It would be nice to be able to pay people. Um, I mean, the four partners would stay as volunteers if we could have one full-time staff assistant to, to do promotion, distribution, editing, and, and to help with content development for Adam versus Man. Absolutely. And guest booking. Second Domino brings up show clips. And uh, we're doing those. Second Domino on Brighteon and Bitch Shoot right now. Um, Even there, to- Sarah. So we, there, we, we would love to be able to be live. We're there as well. We would one. love to be able to focus on YouTube exclusively. There are technical reasons as well as even the censorship reasons we can't. And with the technical, it's the way this it's the way the censorship works. If we do a two hour live show and then we do highlight clips, I this is what we used to do at one point. I'd love to do this. One, it fucks us up in the algorithm because it's less views per video on average if you're spreading them out. And two, if you have sensitive content in multiple videos, doing one a day means that we can only get one strike per day. It's this weird limitation because you can show 10 pieces, you can show 10 images of sex, gore, copyrighted, whatever the fuck, in one video, one strike. But if you do one two-hour podcast and you include an offhanded comment about COVID in a highlight clip, you could get two strikes and be really fucked on as in this your channel disabled from live streaming on youtube so i hope this this feels like way too much navel gazing can we get back to covid are you guys are you guys more you want to say about this i don't even know how we got here but uh it's good yeah all right so back okay so going back to uh you asked google how many americans have gotten the vaccine um and i what i don't know what google source is on this but I assume it's one of the official ones. Percent of population fully vaccinated is 45.8%. Um, and that would be 150 million Americans, given uh, the population of what, about 330 million. So they get to say, though, now doses given 319 million, which makes it sound like a lot more than it is. Now, Oh, check this out. I think it allows you to sort. Ooh. At least by state, you can sort by percentage of population fully. You're eyeing this bull, dear. You know, so so much, so much COVID news. I'm you know, just gonna might get as well play the intro. Just wonderful. keep just keep Ant on and play our, our <laughs> disclaimer so we can tell YouTube, fuck you. I'm not a serious anyway. It's all parody. <laughs> <laughs> We we are working our way slowly into the COVID block, but there's no denying we are knee deep in it now. So the you can sort states by percentage of population fully vaccinated. And I don't want to slander so many like liberals entirely by saying that they're all obedient because part of this is just the partisan nature with how this played out under Trump 
that Republicans are more likely to be skeptical about this. Um, but Vermont, number one, 64.4%. Maine, number two, and it drops down to 60%. And then Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New Jersey, New Hampshire, Maryland. Then you get to Washington State, 53%. So, and I, I mean, I think we can extrapolate that that is is not rural Washington that makes it distinct from the rest of the country. That's Seattle metro area uh, that's got it eight points above the national average, which would suggest, uh, and I asked Google how many in Seattle have gotten vaccine percent. There, there's kingcounty.gov, summary of COVID vaccination, amid King County residents. Let's see how long it takes to pull this up. Uh, Seattle net, Seattlemet.com. Um, let's see. Seattle becomes first major American city to fully vaccinate dot, dot, dot. Why is my internet so slow? Being throttled now on my internet speed too. I'm on your internet, aren't I, dear? Are you? DEA surveillance fan. Yeah, that's why your connection oh, okay. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no, we can get we can get my other Verizon hotspot out of the pickup. We definitely. I've been lazy. Um, oh yeah, now it's not even connecting at all. So does anybody have a number for King County or or Seattle vaccines? I mean, I would guess from extrapolating, like I said, they're fifty two point nine, fifty three percent national averages. Uh, 45.8 or 46. So Washington State, 53 minus 46, 7% above average. That would probably mean Seattle area is something like 20, 25% above average. So probably they, there are places where like 70% of people are vaccinated. Um, when the government leads one of the biggest fear campaigns that they've led since convincing people that hiding under your school desk during a nuclear attack is going to save you. I mean, it's not surprising in some places like our big urban metro areas, especially that lean uh, left leaning are going to be more likely to be vaccinated. I mean, it is a pretty big fear campaign. And if you look at the actual total numbers of deaths, they haven't even reset the counter in COVID. So it's just since COVID started, we have a total death now versus the flu resets every year. You know, we have 30,000 people this year that flu. No, not COVID. It's, well, you know, they're going to keep that number going as long as they can to make that scary and scarier. So we have 600,000 deaths from COVID, but only 100,000 from this year or whatever, you know. So um, my estimate estimates here were eerily accurate. Now that I have this pulled up, this is updated on june 21 two days ago the latest state and king county data from seattlemet.com percent of people in washington state 16 years or older so this is a lot higher than uh oh sorry this is one dose i'm sorry so this is here's where 59.1 is people in washington state 16 years or older fully vaccinated um but then the numbers get higher. People in King County, 
16 years older who are fully vaccinated, 70.3%. So that's that's Seattle metro area roughly, but that include I think I think King County includes a little not so metro area. Um, but it's roughly Seattle metro as I understand it. So that would be um in the highest number, people in King County 12 years or older who have received one dose, 76.1%, or uh, 16 years or older, one dose, 77.2%. So that's where it, it really is down to a minority. This really is a regional thing. Um, I, I really I want to go back to the Google list, see if this thing will reload now for me. Um, what, what, where's Arizona on this? Oh, here it is. Okay, so uh, going all the way down the list. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. There's Arizona at 39.2%. And uh, bottom is Louisiana. And by the way, a lot of what I what I understand here, because I, I, we have an article about them complaining about Mississippi being low. And they're actually... Um, or are they not on this list? No way. Wait, did they just forget Mississippi? <laughs> am I, or, am I, miss, am I, holy shit. It's not there. Do I have to go down even more? Oh, oh, because Mississippi is the last one. 29.1%. It wasn't on screen. Um, so Arizona at 39%. Although we got Phoenix. See, I don't want to take credit for Phoenix. I bet if you separate uh, Phoenix Metro from everywhere else in Phoenix and and separate Flagstaff and Sedona, we would beat Mississippi for COVID vaccine skepticism. Uh, But we are, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 from the bottom. I bet Texas is pretty pretty low. 39.2. Oh, oh, you want to take one spot better. Or actually, well, one spot worse. Texas is 39.9% according to this one. And I bet my county's probably something like 20%. Yeah. Uh, they're not gonna, but but here's here's the bigger takeaway, and I, I hope that this encourages people to not get the vaccine unless, as I've said, what, what are my criteria for getting the vaccine? You have a specific need that makes your life a lot easier. Like you have to, to keep your job. If you don't get it, there's no way around it. Your employer will not accept medical exemptions or religious exemptions, right? There's that. Uh, you have some other compelling reason, like someone who's actually vulnerable around you, who would be reassured if you're you're doing elderly care, for example, and 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 for the peace of mind of someone. Although, I would think you find a better way to give them peace of mind than I put this experimental vaccine in my body. But if it's something like that, right? And you've done your research on the vaccine you're going to get, and you know that it's it's reasonably one of the reasonably safe ones, or at least one of the safer ones that you can get. And you have no personal medical complications that, that lead you to a risk of having significant side effects like me with severe allergies. That's it. I guess I have four criteria. If you meet those criteria, I say get the vaccine. I, I think that makes me 
on the on the anti-vax side of moderate, uh, you know, and still in the bell curve. Well, um, but as libertarians, want, we just want everybody to kind of make the decision that's best for them, anyway. Of course, we don't, of we, course. Don't, we, don't, we don't want to yeah. push any decision, and when the government pushes that decision for you. That's no longer freedom. That is uh, the exact opposite of freedom. Yeah, the two relevant principles that libertarians, no compromise, will agree on on this is no one should ever be forced to take a vaccine. You can be required to take one to come onto somebody's private property if they want to, but no one should ever be forced to take a vaccine and no one should be forced to pay for someone else's medical care or the negative consequences of their health decisions. And we are. Um, and, and, and we're, we're kind of, we're, we're, well, no, in terms, are we forced? We are being coerced. We're being forced we're being, to pay being, for the vaccines and whatever happens. We're being bribed with our own money to get these vaccines in a lot of places with a yeah. hundred dollars. Well, the vaccines being paid for with tax dollars. Um, well, and I think in Washington state, don't they give away free pot if you get the vaccine? So, yeah, right. There are yeah, joints for jazz in BC. Their state's giving away movie tickets and lottery tickets. And there are these crazy gimmicks popping up everywhere. And it's it's kind of sick. It's like, hey, come to drugs and we'll give you free stuff. It's exactly what they told us to look out for in here. But it's exactly what, so guys gonna come to the street. He's gonna offer you something good in exchange for drugs because he wants to get you hooked. And it's happening. Globally, right Kevin, Lewis, Kevin Lewis on YouTube says Medicaid is paid for by forcing workers' jobs, and he's not yeah. wrong. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's uh, and keep the comments coming. Let's hear more wrong answers only and get into our COVID block officially here. Uh, actually, well, sorry, I had one other headline I wanted to cover before this. Before even, we'll, we'll do COVID. I'll come back to it. So. Uh, Reuters, Philippines Duterte threatens those who refuse the COVID-19 vaccine with lollipops. No, jail. Jail. Uh, you, 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 I had you for a second there, didn't I? Yeah, uh, Philippines. Be grateful we live in America for the reasons that they can, they really can only get away with forcing so much on us. In a lot of countries, there are, there are billions of American, or, excuse me, billions of humans on Earth who live under much more brutal governments where they go, oh, we're doing the vaccine thing. Jail or jab. France24.com, Australia struggles to quash persistent coronavirus outbreaks. Oh, you mean the country with the most stringent lockdowns and quarantine measures? Yeah, yeah, oh, it, it gets better. Wall Street Journal, South America is now COVID-19 hotspot with eight times the world's death rate. Driving the surge are more infectious variants, low vaccination rates, weak healthcare systems, and in some cases, governments that gave up on controlling the virus. <laughs> yeah, no, they took full advantage of the opportunity. Don't worry, though, it's getting better. Things are easing up. Canada, according to Reuters, to lift some border restrictions July 5. Next steps, months away. Yeah, Canada's got it bad. Something about the, uh, the, the, the. You know what? It, we, we can actually measure. I'm, I am so. Although my my, what I'm about to say is sort of thrown by Australia as a former prison colony example. Uh, seven sons think I'll pass on injecting myself with bioengineered fetal cells. 
The fetal cell lines that self-replicate, that's literally the definition of cancer. No, that's your fear-mongering. I, I, maybe that's a joke. I don't get it. But like, we're not fear-mongering on the vaccine here. It's it's a bad drug with weird side effects we don't understand yet. It's not poison. It's not, well, okay, I guess that does make it poison. It could be. Uh, is it we, is it some conspiracy? Is it going to kill you right away? No. Oh, oh. well, my other fifth criteria was if you don't plan on having kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think about, like, people I know around here who have gotten it who are older, and it's like, we're old. We're never going to have kids. Cool. Like, vaccine, the, the, the virus is hypothetically a threat to us. Maybe the vaccine is less of a threat than the virus. I would still say wait. Just fucking, for those people, like, please, just wait, because it's going to get safer. We're going to weed out. If this vaccine is... If some of these vaccines are safe and effective and necessary, well, we're going to weed out the less safe, the less effective ones over the next year or two. If Any if that's true, tell you it takes years and years of, of of peer review to really figure out, you know, exactly what's going on with any kind of drug or treatment or anything like that. It's just it's we do not know. Period. If you're really that vulnerable, just practice hygienic isolation for now. Yeah. Like seriously, like, and, and you can practice hygienic isolation without too much, like, like wear a mask, wear gloves, wear, wear a face shield when you're out in public and, and don't share intimate airspace with people who might uh, be carriers. That's it. Like that's, it's re that's easier than getting the jab and worrying about the side effects. Sorry. What was that comment on screen? I want, I want to get to that. Is it when you're trying to get me to read there, Aunt? D. Vincent W. Best Remedy's been feeling under the weather. Drink gasoline and non-filtered honey for gastrointestinal problems. You fart fire and honey. What if we just drink bleach? That'll kill the virus, right? <laughs> uh, so what I was getting at though is like you, know, um, former British Empire, Commonwealth countries that didn't rebel, right? Are the ones like Canada. In New Zealand and Australia, that uh, are going super crackdown, the the very European collectivists. European collectivist mentality makes you vulnerable to the COVID racket. Yeah. Uh, Daily Mail revealed Google-funded virus research carried out by Wuhan-linked scientist Peter Daszak for over a decade. New report reveals amid accusations, big tech has silenced COVID lab leak theory. Funny thing is, we've been getting censored before this even came up. Um, I I have given little coverage or credence to the the lab leak theory in general because when it, I mean it came up at the beginning and we covered it at the beginning as like a theory that was kind of out there, like maybe, but we'll never know, and it's probably not worth digging because if they really want to cover it up, they could. And now, like, was I wrong about that? Because people are pushing and they're getting some interesting answers. But again, it's kind of a distraction side issue. Like if governments were thinking, oh, people are catching on to this whole COVID thing being a racket. How do we deflect blame? Oh, let's throw the Wuhan lab under the bus. Yeah. Okay, Hair of the dog, best remedies, drinking a 12-pack of Corona will prevent COVID-19. <laughs> At least prevent you from giving a fuck about it as you should. Uh, nationalreview.com, no remorse. China now says the Wuhan lab deserves a Nobel Prize. Mm -hmm. 
On the menu today, the Chinese Foreign Ministry argues that the Wuhan Institute of Virology deserves to win the Nobel Prize for Medicine. A look at the blatant contradictions in China's propaganda about vaccine diplomacy. The senator shrugs off his membership in an all-white private beach club. That's the Senator White House thing. The unfortunately named Senator White House of Rhode Island. And apparently progressives can't find anything to enjoy this summer. That's not true. There's us. We'll get to the New York sex advice. Bloomberg at MSN.com. Jill Biden pitches shots for reluctant arms in Trump country. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Trumpkins are going to love her. First Lady Jill Biden, Jill Biden traveled to the U.S. deep south on Tuesday to encourage COVID-19 vaccinations as the White House seeks to combat widespread hesitance to get shots in areas that are politically hostile to the president. Mississippi and Tennessee, where Biden is traveling to some of the lowest vaccination rates in the country, unvaccinated adults who say they definitely won't get inoculated are more likely to be Republicans and live in rural areas. Now, the funny thing is, I bet they're going to show statistics that her visit was successful, but it's because there are still significant liberals and Democrats in these countries who, by social pressure, sorry, states, countries, areas, countries, by countries, they should be. We're getting there. Uh, but that that uh, that by social pressure, I haven't gotten the vaccines yet, right? But if you took those same, if you took all the liberals out of Mississippi and you put them in Seattle, they'd have the vaccine by now. So Jill Biden going there gives them social courage. So you're not alone. Remember, in the rest of the country, most people have gotten the shot. It's just these backwards areas. Don't be bullied by your your skeptical neighbors. But the thing is, it's there's there's a minority element to this that that, that I think deserves more examination. So I'm not a good an analysis of this. I'd like to to get more into it. Uh, that Black Americans are particularly skeptical of white people giving them medicine, as they should be. Tuskegee experiments, anybody? Like, hello. If you don't know the history of how the American government has treated uh, black Americans like lab rats, uh, well, you probably didn't study any history outside of your government-sponsored curriculum. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, good luck, Jill. Hair of the dog. I wonder if Jill Biden collects alimony from cheating on her ex-husband with Biden. Ooh, we're not going to get into that. Uh, Yahoo.com. Um, two COVID nations. Delta variant threatens sections of the country where vaccination rates lag. No state has been successful in its vaccination effort is Vermont with 64% fully inoculated. Other North, and this is, this is a few days old, uh, or at least this number is, stories is one day old. Um, other Northeastern states, Massachusetts, Maine, Connecticut, not far behind rates of about 60% of residents fully vaccinated. By contrast, only 28.9% of Mississippians there are a lot of black folks. It's funny. They have a picture of people register for the picture here is is three black people. One, uh, you can't really tell because about much about them because they're wearing all the, all the protective gear, but you can tell they're black uh, or at least uh, dark, very dark skinned. Um, I don't forgive me if I'm obviously discussing race and using any kind of presumptuous language accidentally. But um, people register for a COVID nineteen vaccination at a clinic in Hollandale, Mississippi. And so I'm like, wait a second, there's, there's a lot of black people in Mississippi. Why? It's it's not it's not that it's just rural redneck Republicans. Uh, and I I not at all. I, there's a I'm giving black people credit for learning from history more than most white people give them credit for 
And that's because uh, I think this hasn't, I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. Black people could be in America, but, and, and I wouldn't be racist about this. This would be based on experience and conditioning more than anything inherent to race. Um, it, it, it really is the social construct of race imposed on the individuals in America that's responsible for this. Uh, but it could be that black Americans are less skeptical than, than they should be. I haven't seen the statistics, but from what I know of smart black people, like there's a decent sense, like, and, and it's weird. I, I, I think white people in America and, and you know, forgive me, this is, this is a, again, a weird generalization. No, more likely to believe a whitewashed version of American history. Oh, yeah. um, oh, so, well, no, no, no. But the, 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 the whitewashed version of history that you get from American political textbooks is a lot nicer to white people than it should be. You if you want to categorize them that way. Yeah. yeah. And black yeah. Americans read that version of history and go, Bridge, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's something twisted here. And they have it. And I know this just from being sort of adjacent to the black community when I lived in Washington, like D.C. Going, going to black activism in cities, there's a sense of black history. Spoke, going, going to spoken word events and hearing a lot of black poets. Like, no, you don't hear, white people don't do that. You know, white, white people sing, uh, you know, the Battle of New Orleans. Uh, in 1814, we took the little trip. Along Colonel Jackson down to Mighty Mississippi, like that. That's no, no. Black Black history is, is as practice uh, practice in America is is definitely more rebellious. It is inherently anti-authoritarian because it's true to reality. But it's you're right. It is revolutionary in its in its awareness in a way that white or I, I don't want to I, I here I don't like I to me the the language of the race is just imprecise but compared to the mainstream white obviously we're not feeding into that was my point here um but compared to uh you know mainstream whitewashed American government textbook history um I think I think every every like and and so I I'm not in favor of Black History Month as a government thing, because what do they teach in Black History Month is like, no, be a little more sensitive to the history of slavery, not no, 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 let's peel back the curtain and show you how fucked up shit really was. No, so yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, we don't need Black History Month. We need deep historical revision of the black experience in America properly incorporated into that mainstream textbook yeah, narrative. Um, and it's happening. It, I, I mean, awkwardly through government, slowly but surely, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's happening. Um, I'm encouraged. AFP at yahoo.com, US experts to review heart problems among teens after COVID shots. Oh, you mean the experimental drugs that we gave to people who are at zero risk from having any kind of serious effects from the disease itself that we were allegedly treating with this vaccine are now having side effects. Fuck you. Fuck everybody who led to this guidance of like a right, like the vaccines being given to, to teenagers, really to anybody under 30. Right. Why? Cause they can't, and you know what, but they can, but, but they can, they can be carriers. No, that's the thing is if you're not how how is it transmitted? Like, yes, hypothetically, you can be asymptomatic. And if you make out with someone, give it to them. But if you're not sneezing and coughing, 
you're not the you're not a you're not a, a the 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 people who are actually transmitting it at, at at the rates that you would uh, there's I'm 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 sick of just pointing holes in this narrative. It's just like it's circular logic. There's no holes in it. Um, here's another weird one though. Yahoo.com and it also AFP pandemic has increased trust in media, according to a report. Yeah, isn't that weird? But there's a theory in here that does kind of explain it because I would think less. And it, again, the headline kind of like buries the lead on this story, okay? But their plausible theory on this increase in confidence in the media with COVID is that it was a lot more emphasis on official reports, numbers, statistics, and science, even if the conclusions were politically biased and wrong, as opposed to political commentary, which is sort of less trustworthy. But here's the lead they buried. We'll get to it. <clears throat> the pandemic has helped rebuild a little of the confidence lost in the media and pushed news companies even more towards digital, according to the annual Reuters Institute report published Wednesday. The 10th edition of the report on digital news found that confidence in news reporting had risen six points to 44% since the start of the crisis. The figures were based on a series of opinion polls conducted by YouGov in 46 countries with more than 92,000 participants in total. And you know what? If people are becoming more confident or trusting in the media and it's deserved, I say that's a good thing. I'm not like, it has to be independent media. No, like there are good shifts in mainstream media. And part of this might just be the internet effect. Just that, oh, well, they're lying less, <laughs> right? Because they can, they, it, 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 fact checks are, are, are a click away. So um, let's see. The highest rates of trust remained in Finland. 65%. Now, it would be interesting. It would be more interesting if, like, we all had one global media and one language, and it was like, well, where do people trust it and where don't they? But in Finland, trust is higher probably because their media is better. While the United States fell to the lowest among the countries covered at just 29%. That's, that's the buried lead, is that despite this bump, Confidence rates of trust in the United States in the media, 29%. France, a little better at 30%, despite an increase of seven points. It means it was 23 before. And was it went up six on average in the United States? So before this, it was 23 ish. Like, that's how low confidence in the mainstream media is now. And I wonder, like, I, I, I really should be covering more independent analysis, but a, a big part of what we do with Adam versus a man is just showing you this every day, like, by giving you the facts from the mainstream perspective and pointing out all the flaws and contradictions and stepping back uh, with perspective. So, um, meanwhile, trust in news shared on social media remained very low at 24%. That's good. That's really good. The people, because there's a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of political deception. There's a lot of just commercial spam deception fake news stories planted to push products even and uh, we should be skeptical and that's a good thing um a large majority still want media to be impartial which is funny because i think that's a myth that media has given us that they, they can be impartial okay. <clears throat> they should be no no media should never be pretend to be impartial because it's a lie 
yeah. it should be open about its excuse me biases and world. That's what that's what I do. I don't pretend that I'm not biased or impartial, but I do. But you, you see how I cover the news. I play devil's advocate. I challenge my own positions. It's it's tra- exactly transparent and open about your biases and perspective. But the pretending to be impartial thing—that's like that's that's a product of you know newspapers looking official translating into you know tv anchormen in suits every night and and having correspondence and oh we're just covering the news from an objective person fuck you yeah go fuck yourself san diego <clears throat> from the associated press faa says us airports will get 8 billion dollars in pandemic relief yeah that's funny too airports really $8 billion in federal grants. And these are government facilities. Money being, and, and this is, you think, what, what the, the curse of being libertarian is that it's like you see the matrix behind yes. everything. It's like yes. I go into an airport and it's like, oh, this is a government building. These airlines are really government managed oligopoly entities. Like this is not a market product. And you go, but, but what breaks my heart I this $8 billion, this $8 billion stolen from the American people and given to these government entities that subsidize private businesses that not only put money in private hands that shouldn't have gotten there in the first place because their businesses are now being subsidized by taxpayers, but also this represents a huge diversion of resources. How many communities are struggling? I mean, $8 billion? What would that money go to if left in the hands of the people and not having it stolen from them to go to pandemic relief for fucking airports? The airport will survive. Like, I promise you that. It's it's not even that, Joey. You know, the airports are, you've heard me bitch about this because you've flown with me enough times. That, that what would what would the flying experience be without a government monopoly on airports? Oh, it would be pleasant. Better. It would be service oriented. Why does flying have to involve like when you get in your car and drive? It, it, there's a lot of government in car too. I don't know if that's the best example, but it's like you don't have to deal <clears throat> like go through all this. You know, government. Oh fuck! Man, you think about gas stations are pretty fucking regulated, <laughs> and you pay a lot in taxes. But the idea of just what are we capable of making flying air travel a pleasant experience? CNBC.com related headline. It's out of control. Airlines flight attendants want stiffer penalties for unruly passengers. Joey and I have been unruly passengers. We got to the point where they would have banned us from flying on American, right? It was American, but they didn't know. They didn't know. It was some other airline. Wasn't American. Was it, it wasn't. Was it Delta? Anyway, but then I, I did American. fly Delta and get banned. Then I did get banned. Uh, then I did fly yeah. Delta and get banned from Delta. That's what I think it was from before. Oh wait, we have we have dude, stuff is going on. Jim Jim texted me. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh Jim got uh, sorry the, the old production note. But no, why is this? So they're saying the FAA has received three thousand one hundred reports of unruly traveler behavior this year, and she finds. Topping $560,000. Flight attendants have pushed carriers to delay returning alcohol sales to coach cabins. We've covered this. It's fucking pathetic. Uh, D. Vincent W. Was, uh, yes, it was a god-awful war where brothers were fighting brothers. 
blame the British intelligence for stoking the flames of conflict and thank the stars for not letting England invade. All right. <laughs> Good revision. I like it. Um, but yeah, this the, the, the airline thing, it's no, it's because they're being forced or yeah, the airlines are being forced to enforce mask policy. And they're and under duress and stressed they're under out. From government. And although I, they're in, and I, I feel sorry for most flight attendants, most who go, I just don't want to lose my job. I'm, I have to take this seriously or I'm going to lose my job. I, I don't believe in it. It sucks. I get it, but I don't want to lose my job. That's the compromise I've made to, to be a Babylonian. And, but then there, there's the, what, like 20% of flight attendants who were already probably pre-selected for Karenhood and they're going, they're going nasty on this. Um, now some economics headlines that are COVID headlines in disguise, CBS, Minnesota, Many restaurant job applicants aren't showing up for interviews. It's that bad. I mean, yeah. Um, next, uh, CBS Boston. Prices that we've never seen before. Rising food costs hitting restaurants hard. Yeah. You guys, it's like $15 to go through a fast food. We, we don't do that too too often. We try not to, but even fast food is getting more expensive. Yeah, I mean, you can't go to Burger King Groceries, without spending yeah. fifteen dollars on a meal. That's just outrageous. I feel like I should go sit down and have a meal for that price and get waited on, but not, not the case anymore. Because <clears throat> they can't. No, and, and every time we've driven by that Burger King, what do you see outside? A line. Two things. Well, two. No, not every time. Two things. Food shortage notice. Right now, they're out of coffee and tea. Coffee and tea indefinitely. It says. Or until further notice, you're like, no, it's not coming back. Hiring ads. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. We're hiring. We can't get people to fill jobs. Okay, internationally now, Reuters, what they want us to be afraid of, Thailand reports a new daily record of 51 COVID-19 deaths. AP, New Zealand on edge after virus-infected Australian visits, and it's like, really? Really? New Zealander, this is like, the most artificial bullshit mischaracterization headline. New Zealand on edge? Really? Everybody's just on edge. Everybody's on edge. Everybody in New Zealand. The no, whole country is sitting at their window, biting their, uh, their nails right now, right? Everybody. After enjoying nearly four months without any community transmission of the coronavirus, New Zealanders were on edge Wednesday after health authorities said an infectious traveler from Australia had visited over the weekend. <laughs> Mike Freeman, contest, licking doorknobs just to get it over with quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerusalem Post, Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine linked to rare blood disease for an Israeli study. Now, here we go. I told you we get to the sex stuff. Um, New York Post, get kinky with our graphic COVID sex orgy guide, New York City Health Department. The New York City Health Department of Health encourages you to get kinky this summer. And the latest update to the city's notoriously graphic guidelines for safer sex during the COVID-19 pandemic, the agency is urging residents to get creative but play safer, especially by getting vaccinated before engaging with some of the dubbed the slutty summer. Quote, make it kinky, be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls that allow sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face -face contact. Did you catch that? The glory hall. Yes, they appear to be talking about a glory hole here, a, a wall 
like a, a physical barrier, you know, like a wall that, that allows sexual contact but prevents face-to-face contact. If you have your vaccine, no mention of if you uh, have been checked for STIs recently, though. (laughs) Maybe, like, clear plexiglass glory wall wall, so you can, like, uh, make out against... the fun uh, out of the glory wall? Did you see... You can watch the... You can watch your dick getting sucked if it's a plexiglass wall. It's a surprise. It's the whole (laughs) surprise of not knowing what's behind the wall, right? Isn't that... No, that scares the shit out of me. (laughs) <laughs> I, no, is, that is. I mean, there's some sex things that I will try for fun if if encouraged properly, and there's some that no, never like not no not no letting us engaging like that with a stranger. No, no, that's not gonna happen. <clears throat> um. So yeah, it's yeah. That's that's the well, advice from New York City. This is though. This is like so, New York. Okay. First, silver lining, New York's talking about, you know, sexuality. But is this just using oh, yeah, sexuality to talk sell about sex the vaccine? It almost sounds like, wait, let's talk about sex. Oh, yeah, for sure. If they should be vaccinated before they get kinky and everybody's going to, yes. you know, like, oh, it's going to be a new condom. I got to go get my vaccine before I have sex. Yeah, well, it's 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 just one more angle that they're pushing. But yeah, it's, uh, well, but it's, it's and it's implicit with masks. You can't kiss somebody at a bar if they're wearing a mask because they haven't gotten their vaccine yet. Duh. Duh. If you can't make out like a slut at a bar, how do you? How, do you how else do you start a one night stand? You know, like it's it, it's well, you had to have the vaccine. So to Tokyo for the Olympics. Tokyo shapes up to be no fun Olympics with many rules tests. The Tokyo Olympics, already delayed by the pandemic, are not looking like much fun. Not for athletes, not for fans, and not for the Japanese public. They are caught between concerns about the coronavirus at a time when few are vaccinated on one side and politicians who hope to save face by holding the games in the International Olympic Committee with billions of dollars on the line for the other. Japan is famous for running on consensus with the decision to proceed with the Olympics and this week to permit some fans, if only locals, has shredded it. Meanwhile, we go to news.com.au. Tokyo Olympics distributes thousands of condoms to athletes despite sex ban. <laughs> now, if you're not familiar with this, this has like long been the wink nod story. Yeah, you get thousands of elite athletes together from around the world uh, to live in the Olympic Village. In in sort of dormitory style conditions, there, there's going to be a lot of boots knocking, and uh, that that's why condom distribution has always been a thing. Now they're saying they're giving out condoms so that the athletes can go to their home countries and promote safe sex worldwide. And that's the Olympics' real message: Neil Rademacher, no sex with the vaccine. Yeah, I'd be more like yeah. vaccinated. Yeah, baby. Um, this isn't going to work out. Like that might be my thing in a bar. Like. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see what happens with, I mean, like, I'm, you know, the young dating generation. How is this really going to affect them? So, you know? in terms of the practical thing for myself for policy, I have kind of come to accept that I'm going to be around vaccinated people in public. 
there is still a question do i want to avoid intimate contact with people who are vaccinated and and for me for my health i mean for me the allergy risk is that it's negligible but sexual contact and then i think about wanting to have kids still for myself maybe but but more i think what's maybe more likely is for a female I, i mean from what we're hearing of the blood clotting more likely to affect female reproductive systems than male reproductive systems and again um, and, and people, I'm being very conservative saying this is only at the level of rumors, but from our show Monday, no, it's not. It's being actually very seriously looked at um, as as significant side effects that need to be officially studied. Second domino, I drank a lot of alcohol during COVID and never got sick. Just saying, might be a, a causation, might be a correlation, right? Okay. <clears throat> um, but like it w- would, is, is, it, is it worth trying yeah, to... To what degree do we need to protect ourselves from the vaccinated? Probably not more than normal sort of viral exposure, but like you wouldn't have sex with someone with the flu. But if the vaccine is like a permanent version of you have the flu and you could give me a permanent, like, Somebody like with the flu doesn't want to have sex, though. Like, this is the last I thing you want to do with flu. <laughs> I do have flu. Right. It's a time job again. <laughs> You guys, sex drive is kind of coasting along, you know, pretty steady. I mean, you know, maybe you break a leg, you know, but you know, maybe, you, maybe you get the flu. I do it on the flu. Uh, you know, but, you know, like if I was going into surgery, I'd be like, well, while I'm out, can can we do it and record it? <laughs> uh, hair of the dog, they're going to get a vaccine-filled dart gun for cops next. I'm calling it. Oh, fuck. Nah, we're no. not. It's so brutal. They, they can't get away. I bet they have it. I'll bet the technology I mean, there's is there. tranquilizer darts. So, yeah, the technology. Someone, totally someone is, someone, some sick military industrial complex engineer company opportunist is going, yes, we, oh, government was, gov, gov, oh, there's a need. Government is struggling to give people the vaccine. I'll come up with a way to give people the vaccine. And with that, we have no more misleading medical advice. Thank you for tuning into our long COVID blog today. All right, let's check in with Ant in our comment contest. I've seen some great ones on screen. Ant, did we miss anything? Any thoughts for a Last bump request for our comment contest before uh, before we get to our last block of news today. No, I think we, we pretty much got them all. I would say that uh, D.W. Vincent is probably in the lead with uh, drinking gasoline and unfiltered honey. Uh, I, <laughs> was a I mean, <laughs> as, a, as a gearhead, I support that. Um, be That's like, on, um, I try oh. they they drink the gas the high octane <laughs> gasoline and spit it out into the, the motors. <laughs> All right, what should uh, Ant take for his upset tummy today? Wrong answers only. We'll come back to you in about 15 minutes. We got one more bummer of a story, big bummer of a story before we get to our grab bag. And this is from RT.com. And it's funny, this came to me. This is this is actually really interesting. Um, where was it? Because yesterday I got a text message from... Uh, someone with RT America or RT international, Russia today international. And 
Um, oh, geez, now it's not coming up here. It was on Infowars. FBI. On Drudge. Drudge. But hey, guess what? John McAfee is on Drudge Report as of right now. Well, hey. Uh, Portland also, by the way, speaking of you, we're getting over this heat wave here. Portland to approach all time high of 107 degrees Fahrenheit. Is it Portland? Wow. Yeah. Um, Sp Spanish court agrees to extradite John McAfee to USA wanted for tax evasion. I've heard, I've heard this headline before. They've been oh, trying to get it for a while. We're going to have to come back to this one tomorrow. Um, but yeah, he's been fighting, and, and I thought successfully, this extradition thing, but apparently no, now they're tax evasion. Also, by the way, two new headlines on on Drudge as of right now. Shit, we got to talk about the vax more. CDC finds more heart inflammation after vax. Finally admitting to that shit. And McDonald's is giving out shots. Stop it. Um, no. Yeah. No. This is like you want to you want to defeat the pro vax oh, position. The pillar of health. Yeah, you want to be healthy? Go to McDonald's. You can get your uh, your your Whopper with vaccine oh on side to go. Local McDonald's locations partnering with CDPH to get people vaccinated with CDPH. Um, Free Whopper with your vax? What's the gimmick? No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's just you can do it. You can get them there. Oh my That's god. It. Um. Wow. Oh, I got my. F oh well, you know, some people do almost anything for a free Happy Meal. Is that it? They're giving people free Happy Meals. Wow. Yeah, and what an uh, unsterile environment too. Like that is just. Uh, Department the of Public California. It's California Department of Public Health (CDPH). Of course. Of course. <laughs> the only thing would have. I mean, I would have known if it was. NY DPH, that's New York Department, something, but yeah, CDPH is California Department of Public Health. Or, yeah. <laughs> the jokes write themselves. Oh my God. You can't make this shit up. Okay. But back to the story, because I found this on RT and it was linked from, it was actually, so I, know, I found this on Drudge earlier today. And so not, I don't think it's there anymore. Um, I mean, I just searched Drudge for suicide and it wasn't there. Um, but RT has this story. Four times as many U.S. soldiers and vets died by suicide than in combat since the 9-11 war on terror. And I got a text message from someone at RT because they wanted me on, on their TV uh, segment about this yesterday. And so I did the interview from the shower at the Anytime Fitness in Chino. That was the best we could do. Um, but this is uh, a study by Brown University's Costs of War project. And I mean, to me, I hate to say that this isn't a story because it's not like we knew this shit. It's just another stunning number. Is this what's, is this what's gonna get America's attention? Well, Russia seems to think so. Mike Freeman contest. Tequila, a lot of it followed by a really fast ride on my Indian bobber. <laughs> All right, uh, so the number now, for U.S. service members killed in post-9-11 war operations, 7,057. The number of suicides among U.S. service members and veterans of the post-9-11 wars. This isn't total veteran suicide during that time. It would be a lot higher. This is just U.S. service members and veterans of the post-9-11 wars, 30,177 suicides. And uh, again, there's no the, the the suicides are undercounted, as it says. 
Overdose deaths, weapon misfires, single vehicle crashes may not be conclusively linked to suicide behavior and counted as such, but there are a lot of those violent deaths in the veterans community as well that should be counted as suicides. And so I'm 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 honored uh, to help the Russian government. Like I'll say it as it is. Yeah, tell the, uh, the Russian government calling out the fact that the American government has miserably failed veterans in America. Yeah, happy to when when the when the and it's not an enemy of the enemy is my friend, but when when anybody benefits from you know uh, government being less brutal or violent or vicious in some way, uh, yeah, I'm 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 going to support that. And so it's, if this is something that helps get uh, the American people's attention right now, yeah, this is still an issue. Uh, there's still a need for what we're doing with Homefront Battle Buddies. By the way, I should have, we should be announcing this at the beginning of every episode now from now on. Homefrontbattlebuddies.com website is live and functional. Uh, there needs to be a nightly stream. What you want to do? Uh, we could do this as an, an evening show too. I mean, what, what, why were we doing this in the morning? Is because it was really because we were clips focused. The main oh, reason was that clips and post-production could get done a reasonable time. The uh, the magical interwebs seem to work better in the morning, if you haven't noticed, than they do. I don't know if it's because everybody's online by then or how the uh, this area though maybe work. My shit throttles down at like nine, almost. As you know what though? It's, 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 it's really simple. Interfering with it, you know. We're for sale to our patrons. Uh, not for the message, but for the format and delivery, absolutely. Neil Rademacher, what do you think about the Great Reset? Where do we go from here? Video, Derek and I appreciate you. I haven't seen that one yet. Send me a link on, oh, on Telegram, please. please. Um, but the, uh, the if the patrons want us to do this as an evening show, I can do that. I mean, I like I like getting it out of the way in the morning and having the rest of the day. Before, well, and this is hot in the middle of the day. I have the day to, uh, to do field work and stuff without worrying about being like, too tired to do the show in the evening. Um, I, I do enjoy waking up and doing the show, like first focus of my day pretty much every day. So second domino, uh, Dr. Disrespect is live streaming at this time too. And he sucks up a bunch of viewers. I don't know who that is. I don't, I don't believe in that competition model though. Um, in, in independent media, none of us have been so successful as to say that we are, you know, pulling, we have plateaued and pulling people away from mainstream media. So the headline from RT, I think I saw it on Drudge this morning, and it was linked to an InfoWars article that was linked to this as the source, not even directly to the Brown University Cost of War project. Um, but yeah, it is at Costs of War on Twitter, Brown University, providing new insight into what many dubbed an epidemic of suicides among the U.S. military. So, yeah, homefrontbattlebuddies.com will be announcing it at the beginning and end of every show now since the, we are live and ready to take donations to help do our part organizing here to uh, to make sure that we're the last generation of combat veterans the world ever knows. And uh, at least I know we can put a dent in the veteran suicide epidemic right away by making alternative therapies like cannabis and psilocybin and, and MDMA available. And it really is just a matter of fundraising and organization, and we are ready to make it happen. So. We've been putting the story out for too long. To AmericanMilitaryNews.com, Biden launches domestic terrorism strategy targeting anti-government ideology, white supremacy, and more. You see, that's the, the, the old government trick of who we tell you who the bad guy is. All the real bad guys we loop in with the most important good guys. You know, if you're anti-government, you're one of the good guys, but we're going to lump you in with the racists and the terrorists and blah, blah, blah. 
The White House on Tuesday announced President Joe Biden's national strategy for countering domestic terrorism, a first-of-its-kind, four-pillared approach to improve how domestic terrorism is defined, identified, and combated. The strategy's main aim is to target those with racist or anti-government ideology, which the administration says is espoused by domestic terrorists. And the thing that's so reverse about this is government is the biggest racist. Now, you can say as an institution, like, I'm not trying to anthropomorphize. You look at the police state, you look at the foreign policy, uh, the greatest manifestation of racism as violent policy isn't from individuals. It's not from the KKK. It's not from any political group. It's from the United States federal government. You look at terrorism. Where is the most fear in the world, even among terrorists, as opposed to what's actual use of fear to achieve political goals, you know, the definition of terrorism, but that we have uh, more to fear from government violence than terrorist violence by by any analysis. More people are killed uh, 50 times. More Americans are killed by cops than by terrorists. So the people who are trying to stop government terrorism and racism are lumped in with terrorists and racists so that they can keep doing their terrorist racistical rackets. Yeah. Uh, is it a race? The, the racket itself isn't racist if you take it like, you know, um, there's just, I think it's a Mark Norman joke where he's like, yeah, I was shoplifting and I was with, with my black friend and he said, well, yeah, they were following me around the whole time. It didn't make you a good thief. It's, that's just white privilege. <laughs> and he goes, no, I am a good thief. Um, because I use you for a diversion. <laughs> yeah, okay. He tells it better than I do, obviously. But uh, you, you get my point. Is, is Mark Norman use of his black friend as a screen, as, as a diversion, so that he can steal a candy bar? Race A racist theft? Or is it just using the racism of the store security to be more likely to get away with his theft, right? Um, that's... You, you see how that's relevant here. Um, yeah. Uh, is, is government's racist rat racism, is, is it real racism or is it just taking advantage of other people's racism for the sake of their, their police state, surveillance state, uh, foreign policy rackets? The strategy says that experts and evidence have shown today's domestic terrorists includes those who espouse racial or ethnic bigotry and hatred, as well as anti-government and anti-authority sentiment. However, anti-law enforcement ideologies, such as those espoused by Antifa and Black Lives Matter, were not mentioned. Shocking, right? Racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, principally those who promote the superiority of the white race and militia violent extremists are assessed as presenting the most persistent and lethal threats, the strategy says. This is dangerous politicization of security strategy. And I think that's all that needs to be said about it for now until we see it being launched. Gateway Pundit, thegatewaypundit.com has this take on it. Big Brother Biden administration wants Americans to report radicalized friends and family to government. For four years, the left insisted that Trump was a fascist dictator. Even people in politics and media echoed this falsehood. Now we have the Joe Biden administration. No, Trump it was a fascist dictator, but that's okay. Well, he was a fascist. He wasn't really a dictator. He wasn't good enough at, at being a fascist. Remember, fascism, Mussolini defined as merging of corporations in the state. Trump did a lot of that. Now we have the Joe Biden administration urging Americans to snitch on their family and friends to the government. 
What would Democrats in the media call that? Yeah. Yeah. Related story, Jill, about January 6th. Still, yes, the new American.com. Mm. Newly released government documents indicate FBI may have orchestrated January 6th insurrection. Yep. And, and this, Tucker Carlson covered this on Fox News uh, because there's this gap in prosecutions. There are 20 people there who aren't getting prosecuted. So either they have deals or they were agents. Um, but there are government documents that now refer to publicly in, in, in government filings. 20 unindicted co-conspirators. Hmm. We're going to get to the bottom of who that is eventually. Or the government will just take another hit in their credibility. Neil Rademacher, the time is perfect to create a place for those kinky anti-vaxxers. Yeah. A- anti-vax or... Oh, how do you test if someone has got has not gotten the vax, though? Someone who has gotten it could sneak in and infect everybody with whatever. If that's a thing. I don't even know that's a thing. I think we're just, I think we're just safer. Honestly, I, I, I'm not... Ugh, I, I, I don't. That's not my biggest concern. The shedding thing, it, that is still in the rumor and anecdote level at this point, as far as I'm concerned. WesternJournal.com. One more about January 6th. Bear with us. Lawmakers award medals to Capitol Police who killed Ashley Babbitt on January 6th. Only 21 opposed the award. All GOP. On Tuesday, the House voted overwhelmingly in favor of legislation to grant congressional gold medals to police officers who fended off protesters during the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. Yeah. One more, one more. AP News. Pelosi signals new panel to investigate January 6th Capitol riot. Yes. Yes. We'll see what comes of that. All right, good news, or should we save this one? All right, I'll do this one quickly. Bloomberg, MSN.com, a real estate mogul has a $100 million plan to save the internet. And this is like, it's called Project Liberty. Frank McCourt, billionaire real estate mogul, former owner of LA Dodgers. It's almost as if he watched my speech at Anarchapulco from five years ago talking about super social. And I'd like to not take credit for inspiring this so much as predicting it, (laughs) Uh, that someone would try to develop this, that there would be a universal social media protocol that would force other platforms to adapt to it. And similarly, the way that we use Telegram, and Telegram has been an awesome open source, privately donation-based platform that provides um, a messaging service, at least without the censorship, Frank McCourt might be doing this for the internet. Ed Vallejo, anybody try to try the magnet test after using a degausser on the injection spot? Yeah, I've I've been skeptical because I I've seen videos of like it magnetizes you, but it's really easy to fake that stuff with a little adhesive and something lighter weight than it looks. I I'm but yeah, if anybody's tested it who's gotten the vaccine who want like and I don't like. I'm supposed to trust someone who's gotten the vaccine in the first place. Like, I don't know about that, but, um, Ed, our guest booker, let's put Frank McCourt at the top of the list. I would love to do an interview with him or some representative of project Liberty and, and, and talk about what this is uh, doing, what we can do to support it and what opportunity this produces or creates for, um, 
independent media. Go skipping ahead in the story. Project Liberty would use blockchain to construct a new internet infrastructure called the decentralized social networking protocol. It's exactly what I called the super social protocol five years ago or what however many years. It was amazing. Awesome. I'm I'm not again, I'm not trying to it feels good. This is just an I told you so. It's predictive. No, I it feels great. We don't want this to happen, but we do. Why don't we want this to happen? No, this is awesome. Because it's happening with, with private funding as charity. Listen, decentralized social networking protocol means that you can have an app that plugs into that protocol and you don't need Dorsey's app censoring you. You can write a tweet that's a tweet on the protocol that doesn't have to be broadcast on Twitter for people to find it. So with cryptocurrencies, blockchain stores information about the tokens and everyone's digital wallets, the DSNP would do the same for social connections. Facebook owns the data about social connections between its users, giving it an enormous advantage over competitors. If all social media companies drew from a common social graph, the theory goes they'd have to compete by offering better services and the chance of any single company becoming so dominant would plummet. It's This is it. This is blockchain-based open source social networking. This, this, this could be everything I envisioned. It could be just months away, you know. Um, lampshade queen, huge red flag by DeSantis, the governor of Florida who banned vaccine passports for COVID-19 slipped a clause, slipped in a clause that allows forced vaccination for future pandemics. Drop us a link for that. I don't need a red flag warning about DeSantis. He's a Republican yeah. criminal governor. Like, nah. all right. Jim, give us the producer notes. What's going on, everybody? That was quick. I wasn't even prepared. But t.me forward slash Adam versus man has links to everything that we didn't get to cover today. Patreon.com forward slash Adam versus man is where you can go to support the show. We're going to be going heavy on that. So definitely get yourself involved. Instagram handle is at the Garden of Freedom. Uh, easy enough to find great pictures and videos and everything going on up there in Gardenia. Crypto6.com, we're sending people to to donate through their QR codes or write to the guys still in cages. And GoGreenEnergyOnline.com is the best website we send everybody to for do-it-yourselfers looking to learn more about solar power, micro wind power, etc. GoGreenEnergyOnline.com. Have a great day, everybody. HomefrontBattleBuddies.com. All right, Ant. Hey, one story I got to cover real quick since it was in the title. The U.S. Sun, thesun.com, say what you see. Emergency services scrambled to rescue drowning woman washed out to sea that turns out to be discarded sex doll. Where do you think this would happen? Where? 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 You assumed. I know everybody. And when you heard that headline, picture Florida. came in your head. Yeah, it was Florida, right? Wrong. Florida, man. Honshu, Japan. All right. <clears throat> and do we have any winners uh, besides... So the, the one that's going to make you shoot fire out your ass uh, with a cloud of live honeybees? To, like, yeah, no. No, that, that's that's pretty great. So uh, I want to give an honorable mention to Mike Freeman just because I also have an Indian uh, bobber for drinking a lot of tequila and uh, and riding the bobber. That's definitely a wrong answer. Definitely not something I don't <laughs> want to mix tequila and riding a fast motorcycle, but but definitely an honorable mention on that one. Um <laughs> Neil Rademacher uh, also commented, you know, another one of uh, best remedy under the weather, just get the jab, duh. So, uh, but we're still going to give it to uh, D.W. Vincent, I guess, on this one. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for co-hosting. Wonderful job today. And on this day in history from goodnewsnetwork.org, on this day in 1888, Frederick Douglass became the first 
African American nominated for U.S. president. On this day in 1983, Pope John Paul II, uh, I'm sorry, more importantly, yeah, 1960, the FDA approved birth control pills for contraceptive use in the general public, kicking off that first wave of sexual revolution we have yet to complete. And with that, oh, no, my clock is still working. Let's see. Uh, in 1983, Pope John Paul II met with band union leader Lech Walesa, the founder and leader of Solidarity Poland's independent trade union movement. And with that, wait, we got time for one more. On this day in 2013, Nick Walenda became the first person to successfully walk across the Grand Canyon on a tightrope. Ah. Peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other.